Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 211 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about the effectiveness of night splints for treating plantar fasciitis. We'll be discussing, you know, what the research shows about night splints. We'll talk about the differences between anterior and posterior night splints, besides the fact that one is anterior and the other one's posterior. We'll be talking about uh, tips to improve the effectiveness of night splint use and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. Welcome back. So, folks, I don't know if you've seen as many plantar fasciitis patients as I have. You know, I'm definitely looking at well over a 1,000 patients, and uh, that is a super conservative number in regards to the amount of plantar fasciitis patients that I've seen. And we've all heard this same story, okay? They come in and they say, you know, I wake up in the morning, my first couple steps are miserable. I feel like I'm 100 years old. I limp. I, I can't get comfortable on that foot. I take 10 or 12 steps and it just starts to feel better. And then maybe I get a little bit better as the day goes on. But then I sit down and have lunch for 20 minutes, half an hour, and I get back up and it's the same story. I get in my car, I go for a ride, I get out of the car. First couple steps are miserable, then it kind of gets better. And the more and more I'm on my feet, <clears throat> excuse me, the worse it gets as the day goes on. So this is very, very classic. And to be totally honest with you, if a patient comes in with a diagnosis of plantar fasciitis and they don't paint this picture, I really have to wonder if they have something else besides plantar fasciitis. But this is such a common finding. But don't hang your head on that alone because as we've talked about in, in many other podcasts, you know, it can... It can look like plantar fasciitis, but really not be plantar fasciitis and could be something else. So just keep your eyes out for that. But, you know, what's happening is the calf muscle becomes shortened a little bit. So if you're sleeping at night, you're plantar flexing. It'd be really weird if you spent the whole night dorsiflexing. It'd be kind of funny, actually. Um, so you're, you're, you're plantar flexing. Your plantar fascia becomes a little bit shorter. Your, um, your toe flexors become shorter. And your gastroxoleus becomes shorter. And we what we know is that the Achilles tendon exerts so much pressure on the posterior calcaneus that it rolls that calcaneus back a little bit and pulls even harder on the fascia exerts more pressure there on the fascia than actually your body weight on the fascia so your calf has a lot to do with this okay so even if you're just sitting there for a long time and you're not moving it it becomes stiff and tight and then when you bear weight on it you get this sudden stretch and if you've had some inflammation to the plantar fascia uh, then it's going to be really easy to re-aggravate unfortunately the plantar fascia is, is a tissue that undergoes stress and strain every time you bear weight and it's not like an arm where you can kind of rest it and continue to walk and, and do the rest of your activities you can't walk on your hands all day long to rest your fascia. So 
When you're sleeping, your plantar flexing, and then when you get up, you uh, put this sudden stress and strain on it by weight bearing, and uh, then you you get this stress. So what is a plantar fasciitis night splint? Well, basically, it's there's many of them out there. There are a ton of them, okay? And it's just basically a device that's meant to hold the ankle in a relatively dorsiflexed position during your sleeping hours. Now... After reviewing some of the literature, it's really safe to say that there's a pretty hefty amount of evidence that shows that plantar fasciitis night splints are effective in decreasing plantar fascia-related night pain and in improving function, okay? So I've seen, and I didn't need to look at the literature for this, I've seen this with experience, okay? People who wear night splints do better, okay? They, they have less pain when they wake up in the morning. Uh, you shouldn't use a night splint alone to treat plantar fasciitis. This is really, you know, plantar fasciitis is one of those diagnoses where I, I like to give the shotgun effect to. So multiple ways of treating this uh, rather than just doing one thing alone. And if you look at the literature, it pretty much tells you that across the board. If you did ultrasound alone, it's not helpful. If you, it, It's helpful, but much more helpful if you do it with stretching exercise. If you do stretching alone, it's more helpful if you use it with a night splint. And, um, you know, it's more helpful if you use it with orthotics. And so you just keep that in mind that you you should use kind of like a shotgun effect uh, to help treat plantar fasciitis. It's more than just using one device or one stretch or one exercise um, to help treat it. Um, yeah, I'll have a link in the show notes today to a really nice systematic review uh, study that uh, discusses you know all of these all of these things we're talking about today. But you know from my experience, there are a few things that can really increase the effectiveness of night splints. And the research shows that using an anterior night splint is more effective than using a posterior night splint uh, by about 25 to 35 percent. Uh, people are more compliant. They find that it's much more comfortable, so they're more likely to wear it. So if you're wearing a night splint, that alone will help you with your morning pain from plantar fasciitis. One thing that I've noticed, though, with the posterior night splints, which I like to use. I've, I've, I've had a lot of patients use posterior night splints, but I think it needs to be used the right way. And there's a couple things. Mo- a lot of them come with this separate wedge underneath the metatarsals that dorsiflexes the foot even more, and um, I don't think that's needed. I take that wedge out right away. I think that the other thing that you need to remember is that you don't need to be dorsiflexed into 5, 10, 15 degrees of dorsiflexion. Number one, that is way, that's, that's uncomfortable. And your natural tone when you're sleeping is to push into plantar flexion. So you're going to try to push that splint off because it is just into dorsiflexion too much. So what I tell patients is that if you're not pointing down to 55 degrees, 50, 55 degrees, and maybe you're only pointing to 20 that's better than pointing down to 50 degrees. If you can get them close to zero, that's great. But it doesn't need to come up into dorsiflexion more than zero degrees to be very effective uh, in the morning, okay? So that's one important thing. If you're using a uh, dorsal plantar fasciitis splint, then it usually has straps, excuse me, it usually has straps that come over the front of the ankle, and that can be bothersome to the patient. 
What I do is I put a little extra towel in there and that makes it much more comfortable. It dissipates that strap pressure throughout the top of the ankle much better and it makes it way more comfortable. So that's another little tip that can help people become a little more compliant, especially if they're using a, a, a dorsal a night splint. Now, the other thing that is very important is that you wake up with the night splint on and you're thinking to yourselves, well, of course, but what patients say to me all the time is that I went to bed at nine o'clock, I put on the night splint, it was bothering me so much that I, at one o'clock, I just took it off and then I woke up in the morning and it didn't really help me. Well, the reason for that is that if you get an hour into plantar flexion before you wake up, you're probably going to have the same problem that you've had in the past. It is most important to wake up with the night splint on. Okay, so if a patient can get through the night with the night splint on and wake up with it, they are going to see improvement. Okay, almost all of them tell me that they see improvement. But if they just can't get through the night, some people are just, you know, they're sensitive to having something on their foot or um, it just it bothers them to have it there. It's annoying uh, or whatever. And they take it off too early. It's not going to be effective. So what I tell these people is this. Set an alarm for 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning. Wake up. Put the splint on then. Okay? And then go back to sleep and wake up with the splint on. And those who do that do significantly better. Okay? So if you can get them to be compliant with the splint because it is more comfortable, they will have much better success using a night splint. If they can wake up with the night splint on, they will also have much better success. And then typically what happens is they get more comfortable with it and then they can just wear it all night long. The other thing I tell people is if you have plantar fasciitis on both sides, don't go out and buy two expensive night splints to try right away. Get one first, try it on one foot. And usually that sells it to the patient to get another one, okay? Uh, they'll try it on one foot and they'll be like, wow, that foot felt so much better in the morning when I took my first couple steps. Uh, and so they try it on the other foot and then the next day the other foot feels better when they first take the first couple steps. So they end up getting two and doing much better with that. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big advocate of using night splints. I think that they're very effective. They've got to be used the right way. So remember these tips that we talked about today, waking up with a night splint and comfort uh, is going to be really important. And it does not need to be pulled way back um, into 10 to 15 degrees of dorsiflexion. If you're anywhere, you know, at maybe 10 degrees of plantar flexion to zero degrees, uh, that's great. Okay, that's that's a good position to be in. And uh, that will make them wear it uh, throughout the night. So that is our story on plantar fasciitis night splints. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please uh, send us a rating and review through Apple Podcasts. And thank you all so much for continuing to listen to Orthway Valpal. I really appreciate your time. Having a blast with this. Um, having a great time talking to PT, OT, uh, and medical students about this because they're you know occasionally prepping for tests and whatnot, and they and they go to uh, our content, and uh, it really seems to be helping them get along. So. Um, Thank you all for listening, and I'm glad that it's been helpful for so many people. Uh, be sure to stay tuned uh, to our next podcast. We're going to be talking about orthotics, uh, full-length orthotics versus heel lifts. We'll talk about the effectiveness of heel lifts with treating problems like Achilles issues and plantar fasciitis. Um, be sure to stay tuned for that. I really enjoy um 
you know, the foot and ankle and talking about that type of stuff. So that should be a, a fun one. And uh, be sure to send me your questions if you have any questions that you'd like me to put up on the show about orthopedics or anything in the realm of, you know, nerve root compression or nerve-related injuries. Uh, be sure to send them. I'll be glad to put them up for you, uh, folks. So thank you so much again for listening, and uh, have a great day, and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there. 